Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I am by. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Yippee-ki-yay. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people. Nate. I will break him. It's a wrong Dolph movie. Wrong Damn Dolph it. movie. Ah, and, I always get it mixed up. And on the other side of my my video screen is our Pete. Hey, guys. What's happening? We're back. This is two in a row for me. How about that? I don't do I these know. action movies very often. It's just... Not very often. No, but... no. I'm I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I well, it's my birthday. It is your yeah. birthday. It, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. Get your, yeah. get whoop, your geek whoop. on. Get your geek on. It's your birthday. I thought you said get your kink on. I was like, get, oh, that too. Yeah. Geek, <laughs> kink. Get your geek kink though. on. That's He's a party. Be on Charlie's horror birthday episode. So Sadly, no. No, I have to. I, I got to get to some rehearsals this month. So, yep. Won't be here next week, but thanks for having me this week. Or maybe I should not thank you for this movie. (laughs) No, you You should. You will thank us. (laughs) You will thank us, man, because for my birthday, I had to pick one. Now, this this was a contender for last year. To stay in the same vein, though, Charlie picked Masters of the Universe. And this truly is a childhood movie for me. This is the pinnacle of little Charlie running around the yard, swinging sticks like swords. <laughs> of course. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I am a huge He-Man fan. I know podcasting, you can't see shit, but I can paint pictures. I am surrounded by He-Man action figures, posters. Everywhere is He-Man. He-Man is life for Charlie. Wow. What about you guys? What What's your guys' experience with He-Man? I'll let you go first on this one, Pete. All right. Well, uh, like you were describing, Charlie, uh, I have an eight-year-old nephew right now, and I see him in the backyard running around with the big old sticks, and I'm like, yeah, I did that. That's so much fun. But uh, yeah, and what this came out, what? Uh, not the movie, but He-Man, uh, Master of the Universe. Oh. The toy line came out, what, 1984-ish? Uh, 83, 84. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, I'm in the line. ballpark. So I'm I was 10 ish years old when this came out. So this was my sweet spot of the toys that I wanted, the toys that meant things to me. And this is one of the biggest collections I had outside of star Wars. I had, I had some good GI Joe stuff. I had a couple of Thundercat things and I had a ton of star Wars stuff. But outside of that, I had he man. I had, I had He-Man, I had Skeletor. This is not the biggest collection, but He-Man, Skeletor, Trapjaw, T- Triclops, Merman, Beastman, Man-at-Arms. I had I had the Castle Grayskull. I had uh, nice. Battle Cat. I had that weird orange or no green and orange flying ship question mark. Oh, the Wind Raider. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So again, I didn't have the biggest. Oh, one of my favorites was Modulock. I think they yes. came out around the the Princess of Power era. Yeah. I think he was a Hordak guy. Anywho, uh, yeah. yeah, I I watched the cartoons. I bought the comic books. I I remember the toys came out before the cartoon did. So I was invested even before that hit the airwaves. This was definitely one of my favorite franchises. Uh, cartoon i even like the shira stuff I, I thought that was a lot of fun yeah. uh so he-man was i i had the the sword too like the sword the two pieces of the sword that you could click together yep, yep. uh again not the biggest collection by any stretch of the imagination but as a kid this this franchise meant a lot to me awesome nate you come in at the tail end of he-man and, so. and i wanted you two to go first because i know how much you two adore he-man I'm I, I don't hate He-Man. I, I just I like He-Man. That's that's pretty much it. Um uh, I I only had like Leech Man as a kid, you know. That's like it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, I had Leech Man too. He was cool. Yeah, Didn't I don't remember good. having even Skeletor or He-Man himself. I remember just liking He-Man. I remember you kinda I remember, had to French kiss Leech Man to make him work. Yeah, you pretty much did. <laughs> I remember like seeing this movie as a kid and enjoying the hell out of it because it was He-Man, like, you know, yeah. big old muscle guy with swords and, and this was our Hercules. Yeah. I okay. hope I pronounced that right. Hercules. Her- yeah. Hercules. I can Her- talk. Heracles. Hercules. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate went for the more proper uh, Greek pronunciation. Yeah. I think he was going Disney. Hercules. 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 <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah. for me, being more uh, Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe, like, oh, yeah. He-Man was there. He-Man was fun, you know? Like, um. If anything, the recent reboot that Kevin Smith did, I really enjoyed. That was very good. I liked uh, it. It was was very, very fantastic. It was also very different, and that's what I liked about it. It was just the animation was gorgeous, and the voice acting, explosions galore. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. voice acting was amazing. Mark Hamill playing Skeletor, Mm -hmm. great. Like that, I I thought it was a great idea of how you do like a reboot slash continuation. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I I know it has a hater has its it haters. Has a lot I, of haters. I I enjoyed I it. it. I think it, it hit right in the same vein with me. I was born in eighty, so He Man came out right at that moment of me being like four or five when I could start getting my very. I have a very very vivid memory of my first He Man figure, and that is of He Man. Yeah. We we traveled to New York to see my grandfather up there and my grandmother. She was still alive at the time. And I remember still having it in the package. And I will tell you why it's so vivid to me. And it still cracks my mom up to this day that I even remember this. And it's because my grandpa had a dog named Peanut. That was <laughs> a wiener dog. <laughs> and that dog pissed on my he-man oh Oh, no still in the package though that was it still in the package with that stupid dog pissed on my he-man figure and i told my mom that later on like when i was older and she's like i can't believe you remember that she was like you were upset i'm like yeah i remember i was there (laughs) it was my he-man Right. It was pee on He Man. You don't pee on He Man, man. So I not even Skeletor uh, would stoop so low. No, and <laughs> I remember because it was such a long drive um, from Virginia to New York. Because Dad lives lived in uh, it's called Schuylerville, but you go past Saratoga, so it's like upper upstate New York. 
And uh, so they had got me that toy, you know, shit, I was four or five years old when I got it. So I remember that from, that's my mm-hmm. earliest memory of a toy is He-Man. I still have that He-Man, that wow. exact one. I have still smell like urine. No, it was in the package, guys. <laughs> oh, okay, still okay. in the oh, package. Okay, okay. He was protected. It was fine. <laughs> you know, even if I had been one of those kids that wanted to keep it in package, it wouldn't have worked. He would have been pissed, <laughs> which lowers the value no matter what. Oh, you know what, uh, though? If you were to send that into the graders, you know, be hilarious. It's got an odd smell to odd it. Odd little scent to it. Yeah. That's gonna deduct it like at least seven points. I was right. never a kid with the in in the package stuff. I opened everything. And I'm my, an adult yeah, that still doesn't have stuff in the package because I, <laughs> I want to play with this. Mine's like 50-50. Like I'm collecting the origins line of the He-Man's, the new oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So cool. yeah. Ha- That's some good sculpts. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Half of them are open, half of them are still in the package, only because I've run out of place to put them on the shelf. But you know, but I've been collecting He-Man forever. I know the last he-man figure i got which was clamp champ i got him for easter that was the final uh action figure that my my parents bought me as right about when i was 12 um so uh, he-man is life and we got a live action movie when i was at the perfect age it came out in 87 i don't think they took me to the theater to watch it we didn't really go to the movies a lot like i've talked about it just very had to be a very very special occasion to go Mm. um so this would have had to be like in VHS. So I probably watched it in 88, you know, cause you know, I remember how long it took for VHS to get released at home. Like oh, it forever. left the theater and it took forever to go at least out. a it year was, typically at, at least. So I know mm-hmm. I had to yeah. be like, it'd be it, one of those things you would forget. It was even like out right? kind of thing. You know? Yeah. You'd all of a sudden go to the rental store and see the big poster. That's like, Oh, that's right. They did a He-Man movie and yeah. I got to get <laughs> Finally. it. Finally, You know? So I got to rent He-Man. I was probably about eight years old and I was, I was in that man. I have grown up with He-Man my entire life. So it, I, at eight years old, I'm watching Dolph Lundgren, which is probably my first Dolph Lundgren movie that you know I ever knew him from. He he was He-Man to me. He was never Drago or you know Universal Soldier, Red Scorpion. I knew him as He-Man, even at going into action movies. And I adore this movie, even as a kid. <laughs> I have no complaints about it. All right. But before we start talking about the movie, though, we, we've already started gushing about He-Man, the character. Let's hit the trailer. Let's get in the mood for the movie. And we'll just jump right back into it. At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm going to need some backup. Can you show us the way? No. distant galaxy they have come to earth Dolph Lundgren as He-Man Frank Langella as Skeletor only they have the powers to be masters of the universe 
Live the adventure. Guys, I still get goosebumps. Oh, I, I imagine I, you do. I, 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 I can't hear that song and not have a reaction. I, I'm not kidding, man. I, I watched this movie a lot. I, I own the DVD. I I had the VHS. I I I can sit down and watch this movie anytime. Someone goes, let's watch E-Man. Okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm watch E-Man. I don't I don't care. I love this movie. Now this is like the perfect choice for your birthday. I mean, you've talked about it many times behind the scenes of when would be the perfect time to do it. Last year we picked Highlander for your birthday. And was it makes Highlander my birthday one. That is right. Yeah. Highlander was, Highlander my, was we your did, birthday one. We did do Beastmaster right we did it before. later on. I think in the year, uh, or maybe it was before. I think it Either was way, right before. But yeah. it was just like swords and sorcery swords. is definitely up yeah. Charlie's alley. There's no I, doubt about that. You know, it, it, it was all that. It was it was anything to do with you know the the heroes of old, man. You know, swords, swashbuckling. Even I mean, I loved anything because it was before I got into the. I was allowed to watch the action movies with a lot of guns. You know the action I could see that had guns was like GI Joe, which was still lasers. So to my action movies growing up as a younger kid was sword and sorcery and fantasy and things like that. So it was like right at my formidable years. I mean, why well, you had Conan, you know, like, yeah, I mean, well, I had Conan the destroyer, which I was allowed to watch when I was a little older, but I watched it before I ever saw the first Conan. Um, I oh, did have some oh, of the, yeah. I it's did have more- some of the, much more friendly to the younger it, audience it, than the first one is. It is, but I watched it again the other day for uh, the Action Elite live stream, and I'm like, there's still a ton of blood and death in that movie. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. final monster that he rips the horn off, that's oh, gross. That's proper gross. Oh, yeah. And it's like the stuff coming out of Dagoth is like greenish black, and it's like, just imagine that all red. It would have been as bloody as the first Conan. There's just not as many <laughs> boobs. That's all. That was the only difference. But, different time. Know, different. It was a different time. Man. Yeah, just a couple years later, different time. Just a couple years later. <laughs> but this, like, so this makes sense for the birthday, Charlie, yeah. like, in little kids' show. But then there's also something that I think older teenager up to adulthood, Charlie, that appreciates is we're doing a canon movie. Yes, <laughs> we are doing a canon movie, man. We, from we the a canon movie in a hot minute. Yeah, the, from the opening credits, this thing reeked of canon. It just the the graininess of the 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 film, yep. the way just just the way things moved across the camera. It was <laughs> unmistakably oh, a canon movie. Canon. It's it's one of those things. As soon as you see it, you're like, yes, yep, this is yep. what I want, and it's, like. It's like it's this high. must be a Roger Corman movie. It's yes, so high it on is. entertainment, but I gotta say, compared to other canon movies, they really went all out on the budget of this bad boy when it comes yeah. to production design and costumes and set pieces. You know, yeah. um, to the point where it did. Was this the one that pretty much bankrupted them? Yeah. Uh, so this is the one that they had to do because they were facing bankruptcy. Um, they had success with like Delta force and a handful of other movies, but they were still hemorrhaging money really bad. They basically put all their eggs in one basket with masters of the universe and Superman four, the quest for peace. Oh, Cause Ouch. everyone knows if you're going to put all your 
eggs in one basket, you definitely do it to Superman 4. <laughs> well, they, they paid a hefty price to get that licensing. Then Mattel wanted to get a He-Man movie made because the toy line was starting to decline. Sales were going down, and they needed something. Which was other. their own damn fault. Do not even gloss over that. <laughs> no. So there, there's a lot. Uh, watch that up. Uh, the toys, uh, toys, oh, yeah, the toys that made us. The toys that made us. That's it's real good. Yeah, I love so their good. documentary stuff about it. So they dig heavy into it. But there was also, as Pete is a perfect example, the big fans that were at the right age for buying the toys aged out. We're, we were aging out. That's You were aging out and you had the handful of my generation that was buying, that was still getting them, but now you were facing competition. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Know, G.I. Joe was still going. Transformers were still going. Transformers. And there was only so much that He-Man could do. So they were like, You're we need a movie. Talking about the Saturday morning cartoon block. And I mean, that is nothing but uh, 30 minutes to advertise your toy, basically. Right. You know, and well, it's a heavily it competition like area. And you got to make sure that your price point is just right for kids and for families, you know. And their biggest a uh, competitor was not just a toy line it was nintendo nintendo oh, for the for the attention of kids that was their next big competition less and less kids were actually playing with toys or buying video games now so yeah go ahead from my understanding this movie came out after the toy line was dead correct so it hadn't died yet so it, this toy line was still going when okay they were just needing for the next phase of toys, you know, the toy line to come out, the next series. They needed a push. Filmation wasn't getting, and as a matter of fact, I don't know if Filmation was even still going at the time, which may have been part of it, but they needed that next big thing. So they were banking on the movie so they could sell a whole nother series of toys, which is why there's, okay. <laughs> so to explain to those that don't know, this movie has made so many people mad because this isn't the filmation He-Man that we know. This isn't Cringer and, you know, all of Orko the you know, Orko and, and the Castle Grayskull. Yeah. And there's a reason. They didn't own the rights to that. Correct. Filmation did. Mm -hmm. Mattel didn't own the rights to that. Filmation did. So do so, they only have select characters? That's why you have Tila, and that's why you have Man at Arms, which so, I still, which is great. Yeah. Like seeing Man at Arms in this type of adaptation, I believe. I'm like, yeah, this is what Man at Arms would be in an '80s action movie. You know, he's just got so many guns galore, and he's got pockets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> pockets. So what they what they had to base it on was the mini comic that originally came out with the action figures, which was basically He Man was a barbarian who became the protector of Grayskull. Grayskull. Mm -hmm. um, and Tila was actually, you know, the goddess. She, she was, was green. It was, yeah, it was really weird. Like, she was, like, her secret identity was Tila, and she yeah. was also the sorceress or something like that. That was the very early stuff. What, there were maybe four or eight uh, figures that started the series? So you had the original uh, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, yeah. Man Tila, uh, Tila Beast-Man, Skele uh, Beast Skeletor, and Evil Mer Lynn, I think, are the original okay. six. Okay, okay. That sounds right. Um, so that explains I, the why this movie doesn't have Prince Adam. Yeah, there is no Prince Adam because right. they didn't Don't, have the rights mm -hmm. to Prince Adam. Okay. 
but you still get the core characters. It's also why Grayskull looks different because Grayskull in the mini comic did not look like Filmation's Grayskull. Um, they had a planned set for Snake Mountain for the movie, but budget, budget. couldn't do it. Yeah, I imagine like doing something like that or just even having like a matte painting. You know, that's what kind yeah. of shot I could. They do reference doing. Snake Mountain like twice in the movie, yes. which I always I did enjoy. And then finding out that while Canon was behind this movie, the actual people putting the money behind it was Mattel. Yeah, Mattel like put up a huge everything. chunk of money <laughs> um, to the point where I don't really know how much money Canon even actually put forward. Yeah, because like it was supposed to be a 50-50 split. And then Canon being Canon went, well, you know, like you guys do your half first. Oh, like, those yep. guys. <laughs> and, when, and when that money was done... Story. Canon uh, went, um, yeah, we're not going to give your you property. So maybe you should like yeah. continue it. Uh-huh. They are Parks and Rec money, please. That's exactly. what they are. <laughs> well, they were they were they were stretching their funds and, you know, things of that matter. So cocaine, cocaine, of course, cocaine. it was the, the 80s. Duh. The, the big thing everyone takes from the Masters of the Universe was the next movies canon tried to even just keep their heads afloat was like cyborg and stuff like that, which used the canceled masters of the universe part two, which I didn't even know there was supposed to be a sequel until like reading up on this movie and just the audacity to go, well, we're not going to cast Dolph or Frank Langella. Dolph turned him down. Yeah. You're too heavy hitters. Like the two people, the reason why this movie works so well for me you were not going to bring back. And like, it sounds like Dolph absolutely hated making this movie. He does. He sounds like it was a very, nightmare to make very vocal. About, oh, just to uh, Goddard said that there was constant stops to production. Like this was hell to get made. He fought to even finish the movie. Cannon wanted the movie to end fade to black. The fight fade to black. They Can were happy with Imagine that. not even giving like your hero his like satisfying victory. Yeah. And like as a kid, seeing that just be like, "Oh, that's so." Now what? You know, it had they faded to black on that. Yes, let's end this our final battle. Boom! That could have led into a very nice sequel if you faded yeah. to black there. Yeah, but, but there's no guarantees of that. But there was no guarantee, and yeah, blah blah blah. So I, I go ahead. One of the other things I was wanting to know because I figured you would know Charlie, and I was like, "There's." Obviously, I know Google exists and I can look it up, but I, I want to talk to you about it instead. <laughs> that's way more fun. That. Yeah, that's, that's the whole fun. point of a podcast. Talk Ask to away. <laughs> Ask away. They were setting up figures for this, and did they ever make figures of the movie characters? Blade. They, they did. They made Blade. Yeah. They made Saurod. They made Gwildor. Yes. Um, that's not the figures I want, though. I want Skeletor no, no and He-Man. So they did not make a movie accurate version of He-Man, Skeletor, or Karg, which was the what the hell? What were they thinking? It, not until like, I think Classics picked it up, and I think Classics, Super Seven did. Super Seven did it after, but Classics came okay. before okay. Uh, Super Seven took over the license. But even the first Karg figure. Because they couldn't get the rights to the movie version of Karg, they had to get a comic book adaptation of the movie 
version of Karg, which was a different color. Sounds so convoluted it's, to do. It's it's insane, man. It, it's crazy. Especially uh, like you have Skeletor, you know, change costumes. Like you're God obviously mode. setting up God mode, right? Having yeah. him having a uh, a different figure, you know. So they they did classics did that, and then Super Seven, and then also did one. Um, the closest we got, this was like, again, this is right at the tail end of the figures was we got laser sword, uh, He-Man and Skeletor. Oh yeah. Where the, Ooh, that was late. They were <laughs> late. They were lame. I they even don't really care for them at all. And I mean, I definitely didn't like the next version of He-Man that came out. The, um, he was almost called hero or something. Yeah. Like hero. That. that was a whole nother yeah. branch. Of, didn't even have Skeletor or no, stuff like that. Problems with this property in general is like my, my age being the younger one mm. uh, and growing up with the He-Man that was introduced to like my generation was like the new hip He-Man. It's like, well, this one's kind of lame, you know? Yeah. He had like the, different haircut wrong. and stuff. <laughs> it was like, oh, this one sucks compared to the 80s one you know that he, was just he man didn't get fun. badass again until they released the 200x version which was in the 2000s uh which i also have a row of those action nice. figures um but yeah i mean this was essentially the last hurrah for a lot of us with he-man now it did, and again it did let a lot of people down because they expected filmation he-man they expected it to be faithful to the cartoon that we which, all knew it, not every kid sat there and read through the like. I don't even think the comics had words in the in the first runs. There was narration, the but comics. not words. Interesting. Okay. There was there was a narrator, but the the if I remember right, because the comics came with the original toys, like those those original yeah, mini comics all had mini comics in them. And I think it was just uh, we can look it up, but I think it was just narrated. I don't think there were any. There's any dialogue in there's, it. I don't think there's word bubbles or anything like that. No, That's no. That's basically what it breaks down to. This what? era of like the late 80s and the early 90s, though, is where Hollywood could not adapt properly of an no. existing property, you know? Mostly so, with technology. Yeah, and the expectations of what we had as kids was that it was going to be exactly like the cartoon or it's going to be exactly like the video game. And then when we got our final product and it wasn't like that, a lot of us are just left befuddled. Yeah. Now, what I think really works with this movie for like someone like me revisiting for the first time in forever is I just see it as an entertaining, high production value fun ride. You know, like I'm not trying to compare it to its uh, mid 80s cartoon counterpart. I'm seeing Dolph kick ass. And that's what I want. Yeah, I know? think even for me, at eight years old. I don't know what it was. I never expected to see a live action cartoon. I was totally okay with what I saw. That's why I, I like the Super Mario Brothers movie as a kid, though, because I was just like, yeah, okay, same. this is cool. Because I was like five. Of yeah. course, I'm going to like it. You know, I, I have that on DVD too. I love, I love the Super Mario movie. Um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and go, it's the greatest movie ever made. I just enjoy it. I, I, I find the fun in it. And it's the same with the Masters of the Universe. Like, I get it. They're on Earth. Why is He-Man on Earth? For one, it's a budget. budget. But two, two, it's like, yeah, okay, He-Man should be in Eternia the whole time. You know, Earth was almost never mentioned in but the cartoon. I don't even know if it was. But it 80s charm to it now that he's in Earth, you know? And you have oh, all, it fits. The key is a synth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, how, how, how do you... Im- how do you connect people 
to something like say someone's never ever heard of he-man and you put this fantastical thing on eternia and they're sitting there going i have no idea what's going on bring it to earth you're gonna enhance your core audience a little literally did beastmaster 2 before beastmaster 2 i don't know was this before beastmaster 2 i think beastmaster 2 was like 91 92 was it 90 really I think wow. so. It's been a lot later. I didn't look it up, but yeah, uh, you're I, right. I mean, they do go in time, you know, so it. They, I think they even have a car involved with it somewhere. So I'm the flip side of you guys completely. Yeah. So I got in early in 83, 84. I watched all the cartoons. I'm not sure if I saw any trailers. I just knew the movie was coming out and I absolutely expected Eternia and... Mm-hmm. Maybe not a barbarian, but I was expecting Prince Adam and uh, all Merman. I wanted to see Merman on screen. I wanted to see all those guys. Yeah. We, we had just we had just got I want Orko, I, and you know that was complicated at that point in time to make. I'm sure, yeah. unless you just have a small person no walking you around do, in a big robe. You do the owl from you know that movie yeah. that's Fresh named the exactly yeah, okay. i know movie titles every once in a while that's and you do that <laughs> but or just a red jawa running around that was my yeah. right, right that's that's what i was thinking <laughs> but that that was my problem with the movie when i went to go see this movie mm. i was so let down that none of this it took place in i guess castle grayskull at, yes at the very beginning question yes. mark no, um, it is. It's inside. Oh, okay, Castle okay. And then it went yeah. to Earth, and then it went back to Castle Grayskull. We just, I just saw Conan the Destroyer, where Conan is wandering around the desert or the fighting these beautiful monsters and having adventures. That's what I wanted from He Man. I wanted more of the story from there, and I didn't get it. And I was just old enough to be pissed off about it. And I'm not saying that you guys weren't intelligent as younger people. But uh, I think that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah he's actually <laughs> he's Kids, installing how my brain works and how it functions. Children are stupid. <laughs> not wrong. I like to think now, that I was, as a, I was a my mom said I was very special and that <laughs> I was very then smart still very for special. my age. Special little boy. But that was my that was that's my whole that's my whole thing about this movie. When I saw this movie, it was just a big letdown. None of it there was nothing in there that I wanted. And like you said, I was aging out of that franchise anyway. So I just, I walked away from it. I this said, would be this the was final nail in the coffin for pretty you. Much. Yeah. I walked away from it and never looked back at it until a, just a couple of days ago when I watched it again. I think this is the second time I've seen it. So and yeah. what I, what I've always said though, is I don't feel like you're unjustified in feeling that way. I, I can definitely see how if you thought you were going to get the basically a live action cartoon that this movie would have disappointed somehow it just didn't click that way with me and i okay. i can't explain it because i did i watched a cartoon i i lived the toys i did i reenacted the show and i watched this movie going well yep that's how you have to do he-man live action totally makes sense to me i guess <laughs> at 8 years old hey you know what though when it comes to like when you look at He-Man and what he looks like in the cartoon his figure, you did damn well of finding Dolph to be yeah. He-Man. You know, like even I got if no you problem with Dolph being He-Man today. No. Like I don't think there's anyone out there that could do what he did. You know, I I don't think so either. And it it just sucks to like watch these things back and where they're like, yeah, we didn't want him. 
We were forced yeah, to use him. They wanted to dub him, which is classic canon, but it's like, can uh, you yeah. imagine? He didn't have a good grasp him. of the English language at the time. So they had, yeah. canon had some justification for uh, wanting to dub him. But frankly, uh, listening to it closely after I caught that little bit of trivia, I listened pretty closely to his voice. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. He did all yeah, right. Totally well, they, they gave him three it, chances. It was ADR, but it. it's fine. It, it worked. Yeah. Well, it, so, like, if Cannon were to produce this podcast, they would look at one of our faces and go, his voice doesn't match to his face, so we'll dub him for the podcast. Yeah. That's we'll, what they we'll would let, do. We'll let the audience guess what My one face is way be. too pretty for this voice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, to, but to me, you guys, I, I can't envision. You guys are killing me. <laughs> we're being good. Really good. <laughs> we're we're being well behaved gentlemen. I, I think you are. I can't I can't picture anyone else but Dolph. To me, that is that is he man. He had the build. I believed him being that way, being able to I mean, he did all his own stunts, which really helped sell it to an eight year old yep. kid. Oh You're yeah. You're watching He Man jump and flip and fight and throw, and you'd like you're seeing his face like Cannon was really smart going one. We're going to save money Two, right. who's going to stunt double Dolph Lundgren and three. Well, if we're going to use him, let's show his face during it. So we really sell the fact that this is this guy doing all these amazing feats. And it's like, it worked. It worked for me, man. It works for me now. And I'm 43 years old if, and if I still think, love it. What amazes me at what works so well is how the hell do you pull off getting Frank Langella back then to do this? You know, because that dude is a lovely actor. He's I have to adore him. Yeah, he and did it like, for his grandkid, didn't he? Yep. Is isn't his, that the his rumor? Is his son or grandson? I can't remember what One it was. It is. Uh, they watched He Man, and he had the chance to play Skeletor, and the kid was ecstatic, so he had to do it. And Frank Langella had a lot of pull on how he did Skeletor. Like they kind of gave him free reign on the direction he went with. He even down to the makeup, oh, you know, I they were like the makeup still looks great. And like the, uh, the expressions fantastic. that you're getting out of his face are still fantastic. Like they don't look super stiff. His costume looks great. Like, and his voice now to me, like people could be mad about this in 87. The thing that I am still upset about from like what? 2008 would have been that first GI Joe movie. With oh, that yeah. damn Cobra Commander that we got, you know? Oh, crappy Cobra Commander. We couldn't even give us silver mass that they had to couldn't fix it in the anything. second one. Couldn't give Destro, you know, his chrome dome. Like, right. Just to go back to Langello's makeup, one, one of the things I found most impressive of it was uh, even uh, the, one of the other creatures, when they were talking through their prosthetics, it showed like he had, he had cotton swabs in his mouth because the prosthetics were uh inhibiting his lips to move properly where langello yeah. spoke perfect in perfect articulation so he must have had like you said if he had carte blanche for his makeup and how he acted as skeletor he damn well sat down with that makeup person and said do not touch these lips i need to speak clearly and i really was impressed by how with all that makeup that he had on his face, none of his words were mumbled or garbled at all whatsoever. No, no. Made me very happy. And why, why can't we get that all the time? (laughs) Because too many times you get garbled, uh, 
garbled yeah. voices. The Beast Man, which it works for the character, it didn't matter. But they said matter. that the guy with the, the, even just the, <laughs> the the teeth prosthetics, he couldn't talk. He couldn't even like he would drool and fill up his prosthetic would drool at the end of the day. Um, Karg is the one that sounds a little garbled up. That's what that's what it was. Sawrod doesn't really talk, but actually the bladder on his throat was controlled by the actor through oh, a tube. Neat. So nice. he could expand I, and contract I liked it. The way all the characters look, though, like, I love, I love the characters. That, the, like, the, the way even Gwildor looks, I'm like, these guys all look sweet. Like the Blade, Blade is my dude, guys. Blade like was, that is Blade my favorite awesome, character awesome. from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the fact that they even put him in Revelations, and we cannot do a podcast without talking about the biggest star of the movie, and that's Pig Boy. Pig Boy. <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> Come on, boys! Y'all know Pig, who Pig Boy, Boy won is. his the, uh, won his way. Legend to the of movie. Pig Boy, yes, the legend of Pig Boy, man. <laughs> Here I am thinking, all right, he's get, he's setting us up. The biggest star of the movie is Meg Foster's Meg eyes. Foster, yes, Meg Foster's eyes. Oh, sure. I'm gonna talk about Meg Foster's uh, eye because we already had her on the episode on the podcast once, uh-huh. and she got like knocked off way Instantly. too fast in that movie. So now I get true evil Lynn. There is no other evil Lynn. It's Meg Foster forever, man. Those eyes, those freaking eyes are it, man. She oh, better she's... have had them like insured for millions uh-huh. of dollars, like period. <laughs> just, they're mesmerizing. You can't, you can't help but just stare at her whenever she's on the screen. And, oh. You know, and it, 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 that's that's the, the biggest thing that sold it was. I loved how everything looked, but Evil Lynn and Skeletor were probably the two most faithful characters sure. in this yeah. movie, even oh, to without a doubt. You know, the, I mean, the cartoon, and like it's one of those things where like a movie really works when you have a really strong villain. That's what this movie has. Mm-hmm. Probably know? one of the strongest. I mean, for all its fail, you know, failures, even people that really kind of hate on this movie still go frank langella was badass as now, this movie also has sure. an amazing claw and as a person that's a very big claw machine fanatic i mean that's the type of claw yeah. that i want in my claw machines <laughs> you, you want the the gwildor claw that helps yeah. you grab anything <laughs> it just can't hold it can't hold on to it though nate once you go through that portal it's going to yeah, drop right, that so prize what you do is you spend a dollar to see how the claw works once you get an idea of how the claw works you already know all right that dollar's spent but now my next dollar I'm getting that prize. Yeah, and that prize is guaranteed got to be five dollars. So as long as I don't, <laughs> yeah. as long as I only spend, I'm still four, coming up on top for that plushie. Yeah. Nate's Nate's coming up aces on that claw mm-hmm. machine. On that I got profits it, over here, I got I lots love of cool it, stuff I've won from a claw machine. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with all this. Look at all this stuff. The black Profit. market plushie is. <laughs> Is flush. You will all laugh now, but when the market collapses and the only thing that rules is the claw machine plushie, I will be the millionaire. Nobody tell him those things only cost like a quarter to the guy that owns the machine. I will be the master of the claw universe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got sorceress in this. I mean, I know she wasn't like the brightly colored from filmation, but she was still like the white sorceress. I like that character of her. You know, as far as the the attorney and characters, I don't have any complaints. If anything, my complaint is uh, Courtney Cox. How are you going to let Evil Lynn make you think that your mom is alive and just wants the, you know, magical key device? How are you going to fall for that, you idiot? I, I, she dumb. I I wish it would have been. treated more of an enchantment 
than trickery. You know what I mean? Like somehow Evil Lynn enchanted her and made her oh, think she's that would have been mom. way more believable yeah. instead of her going, Mom's back. Hey guys, my mom's back. She wants this. So yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and take it and Bye. give it to her. Later taters <laughs> right. and runs off with the key. And then when it's revealed to be Evil Lynn, she's like, There's no way. How could I have fallen for such tomfoolery? <laughs> I also I also wanna be the guy that carries all the cool shit you need in this movie. Like Evil Lynn had a ray gun thing that could display what happened in the battlefield. Right. So it's giant. Then they're tracking the key, which is a, a whole different machine to track the key. Then they bring out the thing to put around the guy's neck to tell the truth. Like there's, and they just keep handing things back there there's the where <laughs> she holds a scepter looking thing that shows a 3d rendering of the key and they hand that back to a guy behind them it's like i want to be that guy this guy has like a backpack with all these cool accessories and he just keeps handing them to the people it's well, like oh yeah i have that hold on all a second. these <laughs> characters were made by rob leafield is what right it's like damn it so many pouches yeah <laughs> <laughs> so many pouches terrible feet none of them have realistic feet whatsoever but pouches galore well if you pay attention we don't really see anybody's feet in this movie so that's why they were boots Lay- rob layfield was involved with this but i just <laughs> now i can look at things and enjoy the novelty of it and, and the insanity of it and still just go, I don't care. I love this movie. Like they're flying around basically on the skiff from star Wars, from star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all they did was like, Hey, let's add a back to it. That'd well, be like, cool. A lot of it feels like star Wars with like, uh, Skeletor's robots all being yeah, just, uh, white like stormtroopers. Storm they're wearing black armor stormtroopers. And that's only because he man was not technically allowed to kill anything on screen. Mattel so they're like, we'll down make the it hammer. robots. Yeah, they laid the hammer down going, G.I. Joe. Yeah. G.I. Joe cartoon was robots. Nobody can die. You can't kill. And everyone just Tur- like. Turtles was the same way. Movie. The foot were robots, weren't they? No. Well, in the cartoon. In the cartoon. Were, that's what yeah, I mean. In the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. In, in the, the cartoon, they were robots. Turtles movie, they weren't allowed to use any of their weapons. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like, that was so weird. Came in and said, "No, they they use stuff that's a lot like their weapons, but none of yeah. them actually use any of theirs." So Mike really uses annoying. a yo-yo and stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, Italian sausages. Yep. It's <laughs> a great one. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. it, it's a it was a different time for toy manufacturers. You you had to protect the image. I do know that towards the end, where they were like, "Shit, I don't know if we're even going to get this movie out." Mattel put all, put all their eggs in this and they're like we have to they literally came to the point where they were like we don't care kill everyone blood guts sex we don't care which, we need this movie to come out which i like all that stuff but in this movie it's like no i want the charm of what they did with this you know i want yeah, the I, charm of laser guns and i want you know he-man kicking these robots over and you know making He-Man them shoot was, their blasters back at themselves. He-Man was never an R-rated uh no. franchise. You know what I mean? I don't while I would love a dark version of He-Man or something like even in comic book form, I think it would be kind of cool. I I wouldn't want it as a movie, especially when yeah, I was eight. Like there's some stuff that know. doesn't need to be dark and gritty. Like I get why sometimes people want dark and gritty, but there's other stuff was like, "Nah, just let it be fun." 
Well, you know, yeah. if, if, if how else are you supposed to get kids into it to then eventually, you know, graduate up to the dark, spooky, fun stuff or whatever, you know, like you got to have yeah, some sort you of have you to do that gateway it. drug. Yeah, you have to do it backwards. You make the R-rated movie, then you sell the kids the toys based on the R-rated <laughs> and movie. And then you Rambo. sell them the cartoon. That's how Robocop. Toxic That's Crusaders. It, Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, speaking of toys and merchandising and everything, I say it's a good time to go ahead and drop a commercial. We're going to get our very own action figures, right? I think there's companies we can do that with. Now. You know, like, yeah, we all have our little headsets on. We can get our uh, pop figures for sure. Yeah. We can, we can be bobbleheads. He comes with a six-pack. <laughs> Yeah. And that's that's not a fitness six pack. That's a that's a fitness <laughs> in my belly. It does have a kung fu grip, but it mainly just <laughs> grips bottles. <laughs> just holds on to that beer. All right, boys, let's hit this <laughs> up. The Transformers will return after these messages. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down with me, Stoppy, and my little brother Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. <laughs> yes, you are. So join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben as we review monster movies from all around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. That's right, peasants. You'll find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Match Wednesdays, Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Stopdown. Your one-stop chop for monster movie reviews, interviews, news, contests, and of course, me, Stumpy. I'm Frank. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. That's so fast, Beastman. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beastman playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beastman's escaping. What's wrong, Dad? Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beastman each sold separately from Mattel. Is Snake not ready to take on He-Man? Snake Mountain battle on with Dina and Skeletor each sold separately. You put the mountain together. Batteries not included. Is your serpent ready to strike? Yes. Come, He-Man. Come to Snake Mountain. Yes, you Snake Mountain with Echo Microphone from the Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. Well, Nate, thanks to that awesome segue before our commercial break, uh, it reminded me that I gave everyone homework for my birthday episode. Yeah. So I thought it would be kind of fun because we all have some type of connection to He-Man. 
you know, even though Nate was a little bit, you know, younger to us, but he was, you know, yeah, not in that one of those, vein. He was of there. It. I, I yeah. thought she was there. Nate, Nate know? was like, I'm aware of this man of he. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I even, even like your excitement, though, for when the, the toys were getting relaunched these, you know, yeah. past couple summers, like. It was still fun to see that, like in our chats, and then to see like oh, yeah. our I buddy Mark, like, "Hey, I found this one. Do you have this one yet?" You know, yeah. Just, when it like, was like a journey, uh, this wasteland of trying to even find these things because of distribution. Uh, so it was also all, always fun when you know we'd get like messages and, popped up, and then like there was one day we were recording. It was on a Saturday, and after it was over, I was like, "Oh, I really got nothing else going on. I might go to this thing called PowerCon." Yeah, and you were you lit up and you're just like, I go, did go do it go do it and like I went and I was like oh I didn't realize PowerCon was mostly he man so I feel a little <laughs> foolish here <laughs> you didn't have but me holding cool. your hand there was I, some you know gray skull store that looked really sweet and they had a Rambo toy set that I really wanted yep no, it was awesome stuff man it, it it's straight up my childhood so what I did was I had everyone come up with what they would call themselves as a character from He-Man and also come up with names for each other and see how close we are at picking uh, <laughs> He-Man names. And He-Man, good guy, bad guy, it doesn't matter. Basically add Tor, Man, O, anything to the end of something. You're pretty much there. So, uh, Nate, let's 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 see. Let's, why don't you come up with your, your names for me and Pete? All right. So, for Charlie, I had Lumwood. And basically, Lumwood. You are going to have a giant club that you wield. Oh. And you're able to manipulate and beat wood like any other being in the universe. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. Your beating wood skills are unfathomable. I was um, about eight or ten years old, so it checks yeah, out. Makes yeah. sense, right? <laughs> Just learn how to do that. Yep. <laughs> the formidable years. You know, don't... Keep it, you know, classy in the shower, at least, you know, when you're bringing your wood, it, it can't yeah. be wet for that long. Yeah. Wet, wet wood kind of droops. Dampers gets, it. It's uh, wrinkly. <laughs> so you do have a plus five in crafting skills. Oh, Nate and, even gave us skill sets. I yeah, I nice, gave you like, nice. a plus five in crafting and you're going to have like a log for a helmet. <laughs> for a helmet. Yeah, you, you imagine like, you hey, Charlie's head. face, and then there's a log there, and it, it, it like pinches off at the neck. My helmet's a log. I dig it. Okay, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's log. Than bad. It's, it's good. log. Okay. Now, for Pete, oh. I have yes. Brew Man, but it's oh. B R E W, as in bionic ramming erectile weapon man. <laughs> Now, you're going to have a bottle-shaped helmet that is perfect <laughs> for ramming things down, but it's also kind of flaccid. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have a bionic, but you are bionic ramming erectile weapon. Uh -huh. man. Sure. So that's why. Um, you also have a weapon like the Skeletron from Turbo Kid, but oh, instead yeah. of shooting saws, um, they just shoot bottle caps and they're I, not saw size bottle caps. We, we have a gun size that does ones. just that. 
And they come out at like a very average speed. Jeez, um, <laughs> just they annoy. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, if you get one in someone's eye, they're going to be really upset. Uh, yeah, so true. it's literally like the toy action we grew up with, where yeah. it just launched the little discs. <laughs> just enough. Yeah, and you know, there's different beer caps that he's collected, and oh. because you are a brewer, you know, you you're alchemy, so you can make toxins. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. What All about right. for well, yourself, well, Nate? Did you get one? Do you describe yourself? Oh, yes, yes. For me, I am Zyter. Zyter. Uh, Zyter. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I play a lot of D&D. Used to. Haven't played <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> I am a wizard that can't cast spells because he didn't... I do not finish reading any of my spell books. <laughs> Much like when I go and buy an actual book going, I'm going to read this, and then I don't. Um, now I do have a magic staff that Lumwood had crafted from me from his private wood selection. It's nice of me. It was very nice of you. And I am allergic to cheese, but I refuse to stop eating cheese. That I can confirm. Yes. <laughs> so that is my Masters of the well, Universe that, podcast I, collection. That's well done. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Who goes next? Pete. Pete. Grace us with your list. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with my description of myself. Oh, okay. okay. All right. And I'm going to finish up with you two knuckleheads. My name in the He-Man universe is Juachi, which in Eternian is the word for the number 18. Now, even at his advanced age, Juachi is able to bed maidens as if he were still a virile 18-year-old, which is an experience that has often been described as awkward, (laughs) uh, over too quick, and always, usually, inevitably ending up with someone crying. Uh, Fair. Fair. Juachi carries around a sack full of names of all the unfortunate partners he has sexually disappointed. It is a very, very large sack. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nate. It's a bag of holding. It's unlimited. Right? <laughs> Nate is obfuscator. Wrapped in the cloak of Vanta Black, obfuscator is the perfect assassin, having command of the most absolute black color ever produced. Obfuscator needs no weapon. If you are unfortunate to fully gaze into the void of his cloak, your soul will be consumed, adding to the power of the Vanta Black. God, I'm metal as shit. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> now, Charlie. Uh oh. <laughs> Charlie is Top Top. <laughs> he is a literal giant of both body and heart. His kindness and big personality have enabled him to assemble one of the greatest podcasting teams in the known universe. (laughs) Top Top always has his trusty magic gauze on his person for when he bonks his head on doorways or when nasty ceiling fans chop off part of his melon. Oh my, that's happened. I can't (laughs) confirm. I've been hit by many ceiling fans. Top Top, (laughs) you. Top Top, Top. God. Better than Battle Axe, maybe? I did like we'll have to re- we'll have to read them Battle Axe when we I, I can read you Battle Axe later. Yeah. So I I love where you guys as I had no idea where you guys were gonna take this when I put this out there. So in my mind when I did this, 
I went more for actual action figures. So I did it oh, as so if you guys, <laughs> you guys had these like, are very, you could do these as action figures. Well, you'll understand more when I read what mine are. So Nate is fist NATO and he has <laughs> a denim vest armor. Oh, yep. He's always oh, got oh, his yeah. denim, denim vest with his uh, metal patches on it. <laughs> and he's like the action figure cyclone, but he has the fists of Fisto that they're doing the metal horns. So he has the spinning metal horns. So you spin <laughs> his action figure around and he just goes in circles with his metal horns, poking eyes and everything. I like that. Nice. Yeah. I, I now, dig this. Nate was really close to my Pete one. Um, oh. I went more brutor and instead of it being brute it's brew b-r-e-w i get that and his actions are he has uh first he has the keg throwing action so (laughs) he comes with little (laughs) mini kegs and you pull his arms back and they both fling it you know like the power slam action figures but he also comes with i don't know if you remember there's uh when they introduced the snake men into the cart into the toys there was one called cobra con and you would fill him up with water and you'd push his head down and he'd spit water yeah uh so brutor comes with puking action when he's had (laughs) way too much you push his head down and he pukes at the enemy uh with his alcoholism so (laughs) 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 and with me uh, nate got close nate nate and i were kind of on the same thing here but i went and this is a name I've had for a while. This is what dawned on me as I am Carpentor. I have a saw blade sword and a giant hammer. And I am able to make uh, wooden replicas of myself as decoys for the enemy as I sneak up behind them. But I, I am the, you know, Nate did wood man. I like that. But uh, also, it's, it's Carpentor. I'm Carpentor. 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 Yeah, you know, we were all kind of in the same realm. Though, I think we so got I, the. Yeah, I think we we're got the feel. Well. Nate with metal, Pete with beer, and Charlie just being a giant wood. dude that swings hammers yeah. and, <laughs> and everything else. How much so, you play with wood? This makes sense. So I feel like we we nailed it. Good job. Uh, congratulations all around. We did. We did. Actually. We all won. Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, we have talked about toys and the making of. We really haven't talked about the movie a whole <laughs> lot. Well, I mean, what else to say other than He-Man kicks a lot of ass? It, he, he does, man. I, I mean, the, the introduction of him kicking ass and just knocking out all these robots and seeing the mighty sword being swung. How It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're still kind of like, yeah. Yeah, even the people that didn't, you know, didn't know what to expect, think it was going to be the cartoon. I have to believe, even at that first moment, you're kind of like, because you're on Eternia, you have the desert scene, like Pete was wanting. Yep. You're having like these troops coming at you, even though you're kind of like, I don't know what these troops are. That's not in the cartoon. Um, which, to be fair, Hordak did end up with robot troops later oh, on. Oh yeah, he had, he had the Horde yeah. troop. Um, so yeah, this this movie starts out, bam, action. And I love that about it. You know, we're introduced to Gwildor real fast. Also, you know, there's comedy involved. Like they're making jokes left and right about things, which I, you know, that, you know, back in my day, I remember we didn't have to lock our doors. You know, I, <laughs> I love 
the, the just the little quips in this movie. Yeah. Well, the movie does make sure to, to establish every character's name because, like, when they do say "man arms," like I lit up, like, oh, cool, you know, like Tila. And he has the he has the shoulder pads and yep. the, the bigger armor, like he yeah. had. And Tila, I'm sorry, they, I'm sure she didn't want to run around half naked half of the movie, so no. they put her in something that was more tactical, which I had never had a problem with. They still accentuated a lot of Tila in this movie, even though she's basically in a jumpsuit. You know, Pete can, you know, admit we, but we all three watched a movie called Death Spa. And in the group chat, I went, holy shit, it's Tila. And everyone, and Pete's like, really? Where? And he has to go find <laughs> where Tila find is. It, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I, I knew that smile. You know, I knew who that character was. And it's like, and it, it, who knew we were Exactly. When, when I saw Tila, <clears throat> excuse me, for the first time uh, in this Master of the Universe, <laughs> when she smiled that very first time, I went, I, yep, I remember yeah. her in Despa now, for sure, because <laughs> that's what I remember about everyone in Despa is their smile. I was being serious about the smile, but I know where you're going about the <laughs> smile. Pete's like, she had a face? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what her face looks like. <laughs> but, like, you get into this massive shootout, and if anything, that was the weirdest thing for me, it was, like, seeing He-Man with a blaster pistol, you know? Yep. That was very weird. It was, and I, I, I want to say it was off putting, but a bunch of enemies that are shooting at him. So I'm guessing they were thinking like, well, how would he get close enough with his sword? Like he's got to have a way to fight back. But they, dro- they drop it immediately and he starts deflecting too. So I yeah, was, yeah. I was happy with that. I will say though, as a child that reenacted everything, he man ended up with a blaster quite a bit in my playtime. Oh sure, my that, that, that's fair. Because <laughs> I you mean, know, let's you like, found that perfect stick that you know looks like an yeah. L. The stick is a but, sword. But, the stick is a gun. But yeah. even the action <laughs> figures, <laughs> like my my He Man, would have a blaster from time to time. I mean, he, sure. he really. They even came up with like the the characters that had like special weapons because they wanted to resell on the the molds that they had already made. <laughs> so you know you had like Thunder Fist, He Man, right. spinning, you know all this. Almost other everybody was the same from the neck down. And Dude, it it's excessive. so fun to look and see. Like, oh, Stinkor has uh, Skeletor's feet, and oh, yeah. you know, Merman is Stinkor with a different paint job, <laughs> right? And you know, like, uh, Moss the Man face, is yeah. is Beast Man, but covered in flocking. <laughs> yeah. What the flock? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know my He Man characters. I'm sorry, you, you definitely do. I know He Man and Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> he knows of them. Yes, I yes. know they exist. <laughs> I know I that thought one it was, of them has a throne. I thought it was really funny when the movie opened. I swear to God that they were stealing the seven, uh, 78 Superman uh, theme song. Yes. Oh, right, I saw. I felt right that away. I'm like, whoa. Are you? <laughs> and then not three minutes later in the in Castle Grayskull, they played or almost played the Imperial March from Star Wars as Skeletor's both. Yes, I I heard I heard both definitely. Okay, so, I, it wasn't just me then. All right. Yes, <laughs> I like, knew Whoa. what to you know not I, shamelessly rip off. I guess in its own way. <laughs> well, they're like, well, we have Superman now. How much trouble can we actually get into? And Star Wars, everyone's ripping it off nowadays. We're just going to be one other drop yeah. in the bucket. Yeah, we'll yeah. Never no harm, no foul. Drop it up or down a key and add an extra umpire <laughs> in it. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars doesn't have a key that makes synth noises. <laughs> Might as well jump. Oh, by the way, this when they were uh, 
diddling, not diddling, that's the wrong word. When they were trying to, <laughs> not the word. No, 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 wrong word. word. We don't wrong diddle. Word. We don't. God. No, no. When they were trying to get the, uh, uh, I don't know, the the musical coordinates back to Eternia. Yeah. And they would get it right. I swear, I swear to God, that is some uh, production company's opening theme. Like it's when, when you see Orion or TriStar or something when when that T-A- music plays i swear to god it is uh it's not mgm but it's something like that. i think it's orion that has that very tingy yeah it, type thing I, i'm like that across. is spot on yeah. for some other production company i would love I to know if there is like yeah. a multi-billion dollar company that like we need a soundbite we need a soundbite they're like well, we'll just take the one from masters of the universe 1987 <laughs> i mean it's it, it's canon who's going to see you at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, who's going to copy strike you? I don't even know who's actually doing the distribution on that right now. But like, when the movie does get to Earth, I mean, it's hysterical to see these characters like trying to get fried chicken. Well, I love that. I love that whole thing. <laughs> I was so disappointed that that wasn't KFC. I cannot. I, even how was that not KFC? Because there was a Burger King and a Lazy Boy reference in the movie or product placement in the in the movie how was this not kfc for heaven's sakes isn't kfc no and Burger King the same company or something or is that pizza uh, uh, uh kfc and long john silvers usually uh, okay combined. Those, those are the same okay yeah, all right same when i worked there but yeah no i i i love the whole the, and again it's the comedy where they're all sitting around eating and tila realizes that it used to it's be meat. alive oh, you know them a, even first right double on meat Earth, burger and it's a cow <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. this maybe I can communicate with it. Moon. How would he starts mooing at him? Who doesn't move? I'm, at, who, I'm who rolling, doesn't... and my wife is rolling her eyes. I can tell you I, for sure. Right yeah, now. for sure. I I giggled and rolled my eyes all at the same time. I think I got whiplash. <laughs> and I can tell I can tell you guys right now, like the people that wouldn't be like He Man is riding around in a pink Cadillac in a good portion of the movie. Which I would buy that toy, boss. That is boss, baby. My man. He-Man rode around in a powder blue 57 Chevy that my sister had for her Barbies. So it happens, people. He-Man will right. ride <laughs> in anything. I mean, that you are a kid. You play with whatever toys are around with you. So you know what? If He-Man has to team up. Oh, my God. Cadillac, was happen? Fit. Do you he think fit. that was do you think that was the thought process behind uh, the pink Cadillac? I mean, that's what you have as a toy laying re- around. It's Mattel, dude. It's, Think about it. Why? Why not? It's canon. That's canon now. Not just the production company, but that's that's canon. Canon's canon. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I love but, that. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what car He Man drives? Wherever the car he freaking wants to. Whichever one Gwildor can automatically <laughs> that fix and uh, build an entire new propulsion <laughs> right, system, right. while they only have so many Glarklons until. <laughs> The moon is well, in its the Glarkons zenith. Have to go with the Mookans oh, to you know travel. I got a question. So oh, here's boy. here's my question of the biggest plot hole in this movie. There's none. They ah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, Skeletor is going to take control of Castle Grayskull at the moon's zenith, right? Yes. That's when uh, the the print, not the princess, the the sorceress Sorcerers. gets. Uh, is drained of all of her power. So He-Man gets a key to the cosmic entity, the cosmic key to wherever, wherever's and then mm-hmm. disappears. Why 
does Skeletor have to follow him? What hubris. does hubris? <laughs> Fair. Okay. He's a cocky I, son of a bitch. I feel like they spell it out pretty well in this movie that you, you need me or something like that. It's Batman it's, and Joker. I get that. It's never about it, it is about Skeletor wanting the ultimate but power. Skeletor but it, could have kicked back with a beverage yeah. and waited for the moon to hit its peak and mm-hmm. then go on to Earth to find He Man after he is God. Or it's A-God why or he, he says you can do whatever to anyone else. But you bring He-Man back to me alive. He Mm -hmm. has to break He-Man in front of the people of Eternia. He has to not only dominate, but crush everyone's souls. And you only do that by taking out their beloved hero, the the master of the universe in everyone's eyes. I suppose. That's He-Man. So it is Skeletor always in the cartoon, in everything. Skeletor's under undoing is because he has to get right. He-Man. Skeletor's he undoing is Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. You bumbling fools. You know. <laughs> the yin to the yang. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, He-Man. I'll I, well, I mean, yes. Plot hole as far as movie goes. Had he not done anything, roll credits as soon as they got shipped right. back to Earth. And then you the don't have a movie. Over. If anything, I Skeletor's sitting around the throne like, well, that problem really just solved itself. So, <laughs> yeah. like, He's, I guess we'll just it? wait. He's, He's got the staples. Well, that was easy button. Well, there's he's no right way there he's going to like want to come room. back to Eternia. So like, I guess we did it. Job <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah. Job well done, guys. Is that what we're calling yep, it? I think we're, right. we're going to call it early. Uh, everybody take five. I got five. Skeleton. I got, I got, I got the everyone. first round. Let's go. Right. <laughs> just, the, 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 after the credits, it's just Skeletor just pacing around Castle That's Grace the post credit scene. <laughs> That's the post credit scene. I'm so scene. lonely. <laughs> Evil is lonely, right? <laughs> That's right. It is uh, the loneliness of uh, good the same as the loneliness of evil or something right. like that is what he says. The freaking Frank Langella line, dude. I oh, mean, he, he you know, Cannon wasn't smart enough to write that line. So, you know, Frank Langella. <laughs> Cannon wasn't smart enough giggles. to write any of this movie. <laughs> right. <Let's> be no. <laughs> honest. What Cannon knew was, all right, we have a teenage girl and her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. They're at the local dance. What if we blow it up? What if we just yeah. start shooting it all? That's what Cannon does, all right? Oh, yeah, True. and her yeah, parents are dead. Like, yeah. that's that's awesome to drop in every kid's lap. Like, let's, okay, I'm gonna, I'm leaving and all this. Why is she leaving? I'm gonna go visit my parents at the cemetery. Oh, oh my shit. God. It's almost a Hallmark movie for heaven's sake. It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> like, the movie really picks up when Beastman and Blade start going to town in the gymnasium. That, oh, that's it's so awesome, awesome, though, when they're in that gymnasium. Just like, it's all catching on fire. Uh, they're just shooting literally everything and slicing and dicing. And then just to have that introduction to the uh, detective Lubick, you know, oh, you and mean? him not believing anything that's going on around the him. principal from back to the future. Oh yes. my God. That guy, he plays <laughs> the same, he plays the same character every time. Doesn't he? I, I I've not seen him. Yeah, I feel like angry sort of bald guy. Angry bald guy. Right. Thing. <laughs> he really had the, uh, you know, yet Al Leong, who's the best henchman, but angry uh, bald guy is the Lubick or whatever. He's just name was. James sifting Tolkien. through variety, looking for jobs like, oh, angry bald guy. I can do that. Oh, it's, I heard yeah. you sons of bitches need an angry bald guy. Well, guess what? <laughs> he rips off his wig. I'm your man. <laughs> Thought he had hair the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> this guy's so good. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> oh, now, you want to know uh, my favorite images in this entire movie is, fellas? Yes. What is it? what is it's it? Skeletor floating into Earth on his, you know, spaceship. On his yacht. On his, on yeah, his space yacht. yacht. His yacht yeah. <laughs> and in the background, there's a shot of a Hallmark shop. Yeah. I mean, what better I way Hallmark. to give you an image of evil than to have the evil of Hallmark <laughs> behind evil of Skeletor. It, it, it is it corporation is of Hallmark, yes. There's one key element that I I adore even more now as as an adult that to know what He-Man is and what he stands for and when you see a character that is inherently good that should come across in a movie. And that moment does happen whenever he runs into Courtney Cox in this. Like she's being chased down by oh, yeah, sure. people shooting guns at her left, right, left, right. And this, I mean, let's face it, if someone the size of Dolph Lundgren jumps out in front of you with no shirt on, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, feeling all warm and gooey inside. I, might I would scream. be very confused. <laughs> but I like how where she's still panicked, but yet she can still be she calms down fairly quickly and it's to me it's just something about that is he man that should be something that he is his character is capable he, of he he projects a calming because he's very chill the whole time say hey calm down it's okay it's all right and say yeah, shut up that's woman good, that's a good I, point he is yeah very, like he's yeah, not he's being very condescending mm-hmm. oh yeah and, and he looks him right in the eye not at her boobs he looks her right in the eye and says yeah Hey, it's okay. What's going on? I'm here to help. And she does start to panic because this mountain of a man has just popped out of nowhere. Like you said, with no shirt on. Ah! Yeah. But <laughs> it's almost like as soon as she gets over that part, because yeah. you know, he's basically like kind of carries her a little bit. She's at ease with he man. She's like, that is the guy that's gonna protect me. He, like she can he just picks tell. her up like a teddy bear. Like she yeah. doesn't weigh anything. Courtney I Cox, not necessarily a big person. Dolph Lundgren, giant person. G- giant dude. But giant for, man covered in oil. For, right. For a human to pick <laughs> up another human as easily as he does, that's disturbingly yeah. strong. But that, it was just it was just something about how that may, makes you feel. Like whenever yeah. you do that. You know he man's like, and when you're talking like when how he never like raises his voice when he comes after you know the key and faces off with the bald angry cop man he's <laughs> totally chill and calm totally he's like, the whole time look you have no idea what's getting ready to happen that is my key you know you need to give that back to me I'd really appreciate it you know and that's he never raises his voice until he raises his arm that's later um, but <laughs> right. he, he, even when he's like talking you, you know arguing with Skeletor towards the end there there's never this anger in well, He-Man I'm glad that you mentioned that because he is getting whipped the shit out of him with a yeah. laser whip which if the kid from Puppet Master 2 would have had that laser whip I don't know <laughs> if he would have beat Torch I, I'm t- I don't I think the kid should have been the one whipping He-Man that's how that I, honestly was. though like the skills that kid had he should have been the one that won the Masters of the Universe competition and not Pig Boy, and then he could have been the one that got to whip He-Man. That's true. I uh, And speaking of the whipping, because Blade is whipping him, did anyone else notice how happy Blade is to carry oh, the power sword? He is so happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't see? He is I mean, literally cuddling 
the sword oh, when they I walk into the throne room. Oh yeah. Like he's holding uh-huh. it. It's it's straight up and down, and he's this holding my it baby. to his chest. Yes, <laughs> like a baby, and smiling. Oh, Although great. I have to say, if I was the actor and I'm getting to hold He Man's sword, yeah. I'm going to look the same way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm holding He Man's sword. That's it's what so I'm cool. doing. I have the power. Hey, everyone, look at me. Power. It's mine. <laughs> Been swinging it around the <laughs> I got this. Yeah, he's just like destroying all the props. Like, please, sir, stop. He's thrusting at it, pushing his hips out at skeleton. Yeah. Look at what I got. Look at my power, baby. <laughs> Ride the power. I know. We're not. We're not. We're not with that bit. We're not with that bit. I got the power. <laughs> As he getting, you know, whipped and Skeletor's yelling at him to kneel and just like his refusal to do so the calm, cool collectedness of it all. And yeah. like when you show his back, I mean, it is bloody because oh, it it's a it, laser whip, a freaking laser yeah. laser whip. <laughs> and the only, I really only know the blood is we get a bloodied up beast man for a lot of the movie where his head's cut open, but we're talking about the whipping thing. Frank Langella is selling a version of Skeletor that you don't expect. He is wincing every time that whip, hits he-man's back he's not even looking at he-man when it's happening it you, you would think he'd be reveling or enjoying it and it's not how he's selling it he is like literally like ah, this is my foe this is this is supposed to be my equal and he is just taking these lashings you know it's almost like this isn't the end i foresaw yeah no, exactly like this is not how it was supposed to go down like yeah. if anything we should be both going down, killing one another, and yet how easy it was to catch him. That's, yeah, that's and a it superior was, actor. That's and a, it and it was because he made the deal. Like he leaves everyone on Earth because he goes as long as they're alive. He man is bound by his word. Yes, he I will do not remember. try to es- escape. So Skeletor knew what he was doing, and that's why I love the, the Frank Langella angle of this whole thing. But he mm-hmm. plays it so Shakespearean and. If you just watch him in all his roles, don't pay attention to anything else. So many nuances in what he does that as a kid, I didn't give a shit about. Now I'm like, this is freaking deep, man. I love it even (laughs) more. You're the only one to go, there's art in Skeletor. I'm telling you, go back and watch it. Like, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I am not trying to oversell this. Frank Langella goes. I I love how much that you you see in this because like. I'll, I'll, what I had saw was just like, hell yeah, like, Skeletor's got him. <laughs> now what, bitch? You're mine. You're in my house. You're in Skeletor's domain. Well, even <laughs> even when he gets the power, he's like, now you're, you're, you're nothing. You're like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. You know, but it's this, you know, he's like, now you are lesser than me. You know, it's, he plays it so well. He plays it as what I would expect not the bumbling Skeletor we know from the cartoon, but someone who is maniacal Hitler-ish. You know, I can mm. at least say that, you know, where you're just mm-hmm. trying to dominate an entire people and rule not only a world, but an entire galaxy and universes and time itself as, you know, the Skeletor God. Frank sells it, man. And I love the ending of this. Movie. Oh, the whole ending with, you know, the half of the pink Cadillac being able to come to right. Eternia. <laughs> you, you had to have cover. a playset show up. Yeah, so. exactly. And then 
the have our angry ball man with his shotgun <laughs> blasting away robots. But yeah, like you have those giant pillar statues that he man is hiding behind and he's picking them up and then, you know, pushing launching, them over, not yeah. launching, but, you know, yeah, pushing them yeah, over. He pushes it over on yeah. the people. It's just like you can feel his might as he's doing that. Oh, there's no point. I don't believe Dolph Lundgren having the power of He-Man in oh, this no. in this movie. Like I believe him throwing people as easily as he is. He's swinging into the pit. on like not rope, but it was like, like a curtain. Curtain. streamer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And draperies into that, that did make me I... laugh quite a bit. That was like <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got his Errol Flynn on there. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that there's that swashbuckling that part of things as a kid when you're watching it. Yep. Yeah. What kid did not want to ride a rope or curtain and swing and like kick their little brother? Oh, hey, yeah. We had vines in the woods, man. You did that. You would run and jump <laughs> on a vine and swing. Like, I could reenact everything on it. And all of this action culminates into the moment of the movie, the moment every kid is waiting for, whether you're hating it at the time or loving every second of it, is when He Man goes for his sword. Oh, yeah. It, Definitely. You know what's about to happen. You know what he's about to say. Skeletor knows if he gets that sword. And they're not playing it up like it's the sword of power. Because in the mini comics, it wasn't the sword of power. It was just the sword, the power of grace. It's more like he knows if he for. gets this sword, like, ah, oh, shit. It's uh, it's kind of like he can yeah. harness the energy of Skull in the movie, basically. Because, you know, it does light up and everything. And then he is the equal to Skeletor pretty much and that that battle and for those that have seen or maybe not seen the the special about these things you know the behind the scenes when they clash at first it was planned for the set to go dark because that was at the time that they didn't think they were going to be able to finish the movie and goddard was like faded to black worst case scenario they roll credits like what canon wanted but hopefully i can convince them to let us film and make it as if it's only He-Man and Skeletor fighting in the void. And that's basically what did have to happen is they wrapped the movie with no ending and he had to basically beg for money. And then they got Dolph and a stand-in for Frank Langella for the final battle. That's it was the, Frank. it was the uh, uh, fight coordinator, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, oh, really? yeah. One, of the, one of the fight coordinators. Um, and they do the final fight and everything to the point like Skeletor was supposed to fly out the window into the, you know, into space, not fall into a pit. They didn't even have the entire set for that final thing. That set was the largest set in Hollywood at the time. There Two was no insane yes. to think about that. A Masters of the Universe movie had one of the largest sets ever. Yes. At that time. So a lot of it was taken down, so they had very minimal they could try and do, which is why they do the thing where Skeletor falls, a la like, the Emperor and Star as Wars. As a kid, though, like, I know I always loved a movie that would end with, like, the big final sword fight, you know? Whether yeah. it be Highlander, Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi, just being a kid yeah. and, like, waiting for, you know, Luke and Vader to have that final clash. You had to have it. It yeah, was necessary. You know? It still I blows still my mind that canon was like, ah, let it fade to black. I'm yeah. like, like, I get what you guys do. Once the movie's made and done, you've already sold it. That's that's the thing of canon. 
when a movie's being made, they've already sold it and they technically already have the money for it. Yeah, they don't really so care at that point. They don't give a shit if it's crap at the end of it. And because <laughs> most of the money was Mattel's, they didn't even give a shit about them. They're like, yep, well, Which is movie's so crazy done. for them to be like, well, we're already going to start planning a sequel. Like, right. That's the that's, canon that's playbook, the, that's though. That's the canon playbook, man. If you have something, you go and you just keep going. And really, the only reason they ended it with Cyborg was because they had a young up-and-comer named Jean-Claude Van Damme ready in the wings to get into a movie that he could lead. And uh, we got, you know, unfortunately, we lost Albert Pune, you know, towards the end of 2022. But quite possibly one of his greatest movies he did was Cyborg. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's all all the history of canon. There's a great documentary. Oh, my gosh. The it's Electric so Boogaloo, the story of canon. We've it's talked about it at length before, and so I think even our Highlander episode might have been that one. But if you if haven't you... seen it, spend the money, go watch it. It is yes, cuckoo crazy pants. I love it. It's yep. such a it, good story. It comes with a box set of canon movies. I think Walmart was selling for a while, or I think oh, I, I think you can even get it. I would have bought that. Oh, I bought it. I have. I, I, I know you had one, and yeah. I bought one. Um, but yeah, it was only like twenty bucks. At uh, I would have bought that. And it was like. 10 canon movies and and the documentary so uh, it's a decent bargain well boys that's the we're at the end of uh he-man oh no episode i'm enjoying um, this too much <laughs> it's been fun man this is this is a special occasion type episode but believe it or not we have a body count for he-man you guys ready for the body count oh, i bet it's gonna be a really high it's body like count two. robots count well if robots count yeah. then it's gonna be high yeah Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Yes, in fact, robots do count. Otherwise, we'd only have like single digit deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, but it's 43. We have a body Were count. Were those all from He Man? Uh, no, because Skeletor Crew, Saw Rod, Blake. Saurad. S A U. Getting my franchises mixed up. I Saurad. Um, and well, can you imagine if Canon did Lord of the Rings? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you know what? And, you know what? I want to see it. John yeah, Claude Van Damme is Gandalf. Now, now I want to see that. Oh yeah. Oh no. no. Chuck he, Norris he, no, 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 is no. Sauron. No, no. Bilbo Baggins is going to be John John Claude Van Damme. That means Bilbo's got to show his butt. I'm, I'm okay why, with that. Why can't it be Aragon? Why are you guys going with some of these weird characters for Jean-Claude? <laughs> nah, Aragon doesn't make sense for Claude. Like, you know, this is more of a, he's definitely more of a hobbit the, or a the wizard. The ranger doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, Aragon's like Chuck Norris, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. could be it. Yeah, because he's Chuck got the beard. Norris should, Chuck Norris should be Gimli then. No, no. Well, oh, mm. Mm. All right. Mm. He plays dual roles. <laughs> <laughs> to save one. Are we, we're Eddie Murphying this with Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme plays every character in the Lord of the Rings. I can't uh, wait to see his mm. take on Erwin. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I, pay to, I pay to see that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, 43 is our body count on that. So, um, is there a kill of the week? No. Honestly, I I could not find one because they're all pretty much just like, 
that guy gets shot. That guy pew, falls pew, down. Pew. There's nothing bang, like bang, bang. crazy. And even Skeletor oh. falling into a bottomless pit. Yeah. That great. You know? All right, then no uh, no kill of the week. It feels no. weird, but also it is a this is property based on a kids film or a kids show where you know people yeah, never die. Point. They only get really big boo boos. Really big. That's it, man. <laughs> Although I will instead of a kill of the week, the wound Courtney Cox gets. I remember as a kid being oh, fairly oh, that gross. gross out okay, yeah, yeah, Lake yeah, Bird. Sure. Yeah, the leg burn and it's bubbling up when they put the the wet cloth on it. Ew! That yeah, we'll throw in an ooh on that. That ooh, uh, the ooh of the week. The ooh of the week (laughs) in place of the kill of the week. I think that's fair. (laughs) That works. All right, guys. uh, Let's rate this bad boy. Okay. All right, Pete. Let's start with you, Mister. Oh, started with you. You started with He Man with us first. You were the first one to uh, okay. be introduced to He Man, right. so you rate it first. I think I would have rated this much higher had I watched it with you two, or even one of the two of well, you. That, that, that's a guarantee for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, I think I've come up on it since I watched it. Um, but this is uh this is a five. This is this is a movie. It's okay. Not uh, what I expected. I, I, I want to go a little bit lower, but frankly, you talked me up a little bit. I ah, was look I, at us go. I think <laughs> I was, I think it was around a four and then like, yeah, you're right. That attorney set piece is pretty good. And there was some pretty interesting acting choices and, uh, okay. So it gets a five and yep. Fair. That's what you get. Fair. Nate, what what are you giving Masters of the Universe? I, I'm going to go with a seven because I, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I, I did. Like, it was really cool to revisit this um, as I was counting it up for 23 of Dolph Lundgren movies. I've got to kind of scale it back of how many I want to cover because all this did go make me go, oh, we should cover this. Oh, we should cover that. Like, <laughs> yeah. next thing I know, I was like, oh, God, I got like seven Dolph Lundgren movies tied up. We're like, oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, oh, oh no, don't, don't do that to yourself. We just doing Universal Soldiers, so we can't yeah. do that. Yeah, but this is a birthday pick, <laughs> so we're allowed pick, to be a so little it's allowed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is just dumb, fun 80s. Like, yeah. And I think it knows it. I, I think it's a shame that because of the time of when it came out, where it was coming off of a dying product, you're coming off, you know, what, seven years after Star Wars that like, yeah, you know, the audience was not prepared. They weren't ready for this, you know, they the weren't ready for what art. they got. They, yeah. yeah, they weren't ready for what was presented to them. But so. I, you know what it reminded me of? I remember being a kid and not liking the Street Fighter movie. But then revisiting that as like a teenager, like in high school and yeah. having a lot of fun. with. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I and I feel like that. this is kind of like that same vein where it's like, oh, I could see her as a kid being disappointed, possibly. But going back and revisiting, I'm like, nah, this is fun. Like there wasn't any like moments either where it like it slowed down. I was like, I'm really bored. Like I wasn't on no. my phone. I wasn't playing like on my switch or anything like I was having fun on the couch, you know? Eating, snacking, watching He Man kick the shit out of stuff. <laughs> yeah. no. What about you, Charlie? Well, I've said this before on other shows where I talk about had 10 year old Charlie rated a movie, it would be extremely high. Sure. 
and I'm going to do 10-year-old Charlie Proud. All right. Because I'm smiling this entire movie. I get goosebumps when I hear that song. I could never rank He-Man low for anything he does. And it means so much to me to still have this and be able to let the kids watch it. And they see, they see what this property means to me. You know, they see dad. I didn't think I was going to do this. No. There's more on top of because of my sister. Take your time, man. No, this is really sweet. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever told Pete everything about Sarah. So, um, if at any point my my kids are like, we got to get Dad something. If it has He Man on it, they know I'm going to love it. So, Masters of the Universe gets a ten from me. And that's, nice. That's Little Charlie. Yeah, no arguments and here. That's Clear, clearly this is very special to you, and I I hate I'm not shitting on it. No, no, I don't take anything. Any, and again, right, right. I, and, I and understand. I'm not shit on your score, but uh, no. I I applaud your conviction. I it's, think you are you clearly uh, you have a lot of feelings about this, and I think. That is an accurate score. For I, similar to Brain Scan, where it's like I knew I was like I I did not really like this movie, but I knew how much it meant to Charlie. I was like well, I'm not going to see her and shit on it because there was stuff yeah. I found entertainment out of it, you know. And hell, that ended up being one of our longest episodes. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, and, there's there's a there's when when I'm able to dig back truly into nostalgia and screw it for a lot of people i don't know if i have said it on the show early on but i lost my sister there's a lot of memories with this with her Mm -hmm. talking about you know the pink cadillac you know it's my sister's barbie's car yeah and i would put my email yes (laughs) she as well you should have yes she had she-ra you know she had the girl side of he-man stuff so there's and she would watch this movie with me and it's it's an important movie to me. I love it. I love it and so much. <laughs> this is, I do. I love this, this so a, much. This, this is, is why the, the, I need a giant 4K remade <laughs> version of this. Like, oh, I wish they would do I a, need a steel book yeah, of this with Charlie. Would, but I would uh I would this definitely is, buy it. This that. is what movies are all about. Not every movie is for everyone, but every movie has a place in somebody's heart for whatever reason. Why we're movie and, nerds. This is and why that's we why have... we're, that's why we're movie nerds. This is the, this is why cinema is so, so very important. And it's uh, personal to people. Like yes, sometimes it, people it are like, be. why? And it's like, don't matter why it doesn't matter. Because. why. Like uh, without my dad, my, you know, I, I credit my dad to my love of these movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But what it's turned into is being able to like, hang out with you guys and talk about these and share our stories. Our fan base have seen these movies. How many times can we walk through a movie, but what it means to us sometimes is the better story, you know, our experiences and how it makes us feel is that's the story. That's the legacy. These movies are going to have. 
that's the high that we're always chasing. That's the whole point oh, of yeah. the give oh, me God, back, yeah. you know, that is montage. It. It's that that what is going to be the thing that 15 years from now that I'm like looking back fondly on. And like some of it is going to be that like movies I had never seen before. But because of doing this podcast, like now I have a strong attachment to Metal Storm, you pieces of shit. So, <laughs> like now, that's, 15 years from a, now, that's fair. You'd be like, yeah. remember that time? It'll be at like one of your guys' funeral. I'll be like, ah, Metal Storm was Pete's favorite movie. You you're, know, you're gonna throw that that metal case at my corpse. <laughs> like, yeah, I love you. how I love how you subtly how subtly Nate threw in the fact I'm the youngest, so I'm gonna watch you assholes <laughs> die. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate. Oh, uh, we all know I'm gonna get taken out by like a bear I'm or not, something. I'm silly, not live so. all you mother. <laughs> <laughs> Pete about let that drop. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's like oh. the third that's the third time I've censored myself. Pete's <laughs> doing good. He catches himself. So good. Yeah, uh, it's uh also I didn't expect I wasn't I wasn't expecting. I was ready to just rank it talking about young me and it's like a wave of emotion and nostalgia all at once. That's what and, makes it special. Yeah. Uh, you know, and no one knows that story about, you know, like literally Jackie's watching this, waiting for the movie to end last night. And I, I expected that, you know, I don't, I never expected her to really like get into this movie. Um, but she knows how much he man means to me, Yeah, you know? And so she sits there, it's done, but she'll listen back to this episode and just be like, she'll probably be crying. Aww. You know? So it's, uh, it's it's a it's a big thing man and these these things mean a lot and sometimes they just stir an emotion i don't even know where to go with the show right now guys. don't worry about it uh, no, don't worry about it. let it yeah. let it be free let it out no yeah. it, 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 take your shirt off show me the rest of it yeah no don't do that <laughs> i regret everything i said yeah <laughs> Well, it may not be tattooed on me, but uh, my tattoo artist is also a huge He-Man fan, and we have ah. discussed a He-Man piece in the future. Um, so, big shout out to Jersey. And being that it's my birthday, Nate, I'm I'm pulling the other card. Um, I can't. I don't want to listen to someone bash this movie. Nope, oh, damn. I, I I had found uh, one from the '80s. Oh, ah, no. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Put it out on Instagram. Yeah, so throw I'll have it out to there. find it again. Type it out. <laughs> <laughs> I already closed out the window. The reviewer's name has already left my mind. That's fine. They're dead that, to me. They are dead to us now. They have fallen into They're the dead pit. to all of us. They, they have fallen into that bombless pit. You're absolutely right. That's right, man. So that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want a negativity right now. This is too good of an episode. Too meaningful. All right. Well, no then tattoo no idea start. segment. All right. If you're getting He Man, you get Battle Cat on your back with He Man riding Battle Cat, and it's like an attack pose. And it's a giant back piece. My uh, so it, it, we did talk about a back piece, and I want to do half Gray Skull, half Snake Mountain, Ooh. like where they're split. And it mm-hmm. looks like you're looking at two different sides and then two characters each. The funny thing about battle cat is that is Jersey's favorite character. And she has painted her car to look like battle. Oh, cat. Oh, it is so green. Good. She's done the hubcaps and like the, the reddish maroon she's painted uh, stripes down it. Battle cats uh, green. Yeah. Green and orange, green, green and orange, yellow, orange. Are you thinking yeah. about the purple one, which is, Panthor, that's Skeletor's Panthor. No, I'm just red green colorblind guys. I'm sorry. Oh, this is true. Oh, this I is forgot. true. This is true. 
Exactly. You know? It's like I thought it was brown. <laughs> the whole time the cat was brown. But they hates Christmas, doesn't he? Yeah. He doesn't understand. <laughs> grays don't understand the appeal of all these grays and ultra grays. Hey, didn't didn't Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain connect? Wasn't there like a connector in the toys? You know, I can't remember if they went back to back or not i know that skeletor Something. and he-man swords joined together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the male and skeletor had purple and that. he-man had gray yeah. and they would they would fit together they had little pegs in them or something that yeah that, yeah that they would make the ultimate sword right right, right right that Were was supposed also to be like a carrying case where it would like would hold the toys you, you could you could put them together and put a few figures in it but they didn't really hold that many do you, do you mean do you mean gray skull or do you gray mean skull. like Gray skull, skull you could put like four characters maybe in there. Four or five. You it was a clamshell, yeah. You had the dungeon, you had the throne room. Yep. There was the trapdoor, which the was the best door. ever. If Turn the they throne and the trapdoor fall. The the snake toy, wasn't it? That like the skeleton of a snake that held all the toys. No, no, that was Star Wars, son. Oh no, he's talking about uh, Battle Bones, which Battle was Bones. the skeleton was, of a like oh, that creature. Was, that was him. All of the characters would snap into the side. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. That's it. You're I right. Remember, like, you're right. You, if you go to any toy event, you're guaranteed to see one of those. Yep. yep right. You're right. But the rare thing is finding one that isn't broken. That <laughs> hard because well, you played we're kids, we're the heck out of these things. I'm gonna make it go together. Of course you did. There were toys. <laughs> you kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. You leave you... it outside and you play with it outside every day, and it, it rains and it gets in the mud. You t- you took your Godzilla Shogun Warrior into the pool with you. Because yep. Godzilla was an aquatic monster. He oh. was. But you didn't <laughs> realize that the springs that, that shot the fist yeah, out would they, rust. They all, they all corrode, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm well aware of how the toys of the 80s. I'm glad I wasn't the that's, only one. That's why these toys are so expensive now. Hey, I got, we I got it back there. <laughs> I have my original back there. <laughs> I, I have an entire tote of all my original He-Mans and stuff like that. So, All right, everybody. Well, all right. thanks for checking out. Uh, my birthday episode of Masters of the Universe. I know a lot of people were Yay. excited when we announced this. I hope we did it right, and I hope everyone just takes a chance and goes and visits. It's on Tubi right now. God bless Tubi. Go it's on turn Amazon. That bad boy on. It is on Amazon, um, but it's it's out there to be consumed. Get into freely. your fanciest speedo and watch it. <sighs> just yeah, the less clothes Ooh. on, the better. Yeah, right? honestly, yes. <laughs> Um, now that's why you couldn't come over and watch it with me pete <laughs> come on Nate, 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 that's why Nate he didn't get a, an invite we got understanding don't we yeah it's like come on man it's not like he's never seen it before it's fine <laughs> all right guys well, my eyes are wanna... up here <laughs> it's not where he wants to look Nate. and if you want to continue on with these great conversations that we <laughs> have, please come over and join us over at the give me back my action movie facebook group along with the give me back my horror movies facebook group both are on Twitter and both are on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and we are. Uh, see, as far as this comes out, we have done one episode back on our live stream over on the YouTube channel. We did our top five favorite VHS covers, and as of hearing this, we are going to be going live again January thirtieth, and we are going to be covering the monster movie Crabs. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! It's going to be so much fun. Uh, so if you excited. haven't yet. You can hear the interview that I got to sit on with Sludge and Ruben yeah. over on the Monster Movie Stomp Down with the director, Pierce Barrelsheimer. 
and it's a good listen. We don't spoil anything, but do that. The movie is freely available now. Go on Amazon. You can buy the DVD. I already have the DVD myself. Buy the um, DVD. And we will be covering that live. It, there will be spoilers. I can't talk about that movie without spoiling something. So right. please watch it before we go live on there. So yeah, 2023 is going to be a decent amount of live streams. That look, it's looking like, like I had shot Charlie a text earlier this week of just like, here's a list of movies coming out that I want to live stream. So and be prepared. It, you will find us on our channel as well as we will be on. We're pretty much regulars on the action elite YouTube channel. So if you have not yet, Go subscribe over to the Action Elite. They also have a website you can go check out. Articles are coming out almost daily over there. Wow. Uh, Owen does uh, some fantastic stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get some decent trailers that come through them. Um, but a lot, a lot of fun. So tons of content. Um, we do our best to try and keep things entertaining on the social medias and the internets and the show. So. Uh, go check us out over there. And speaking of all the other shows with the Give Me Back My Podcast Network, please go check out our brother Pete here in the studio hey. with us at Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. One day we'll forgive them for Spawn, but it's still not today. <laughs> oh, wait till Despot comes out, baby. You're going to love oh, this shit. I can't wait. I already watched the movie and I cannot wait. Oh, my oh. God. And go check out uh, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, uh, Jimmy and the Plastic Sheet Jared over there. Yeah. Doing some fantastic they're stuff. Doing, they're banging, man. I'm loving it. Uh, Monster Movie Stomp Down. Get your fix on Monster Movies, man. They do it right over there. They share the love. They have just as much love for that genre as we do in ours. Uh, and uh, check out Stompy and Frank. Nice little puppet show they got going on there <laughs> on YouTube. Those guys are a hoot, little monsters that take you through monster movies. And if I'm not mistaken, Harry and the Hendersons is this month. So yes. that'll be an interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen Henry and the Hendersons. When someone doesn't have hair, it's hard to say that word. Jealous. I am jealous. I'm going to go watch that movie before. Yeah, I shaved my head off. It's been years, but that was a childhood favorite over here. What? Yeah. Having hair? hair screw, no, Harry and hair. Anderson. Oh, okay. Bigfoot. I mean, John Lithgow. Why haven't I seen this movie? That's right. That's right. So uh, a lot of good fun going to be happening over there. So please go check out all those shows. Subscribe. Rate everybody on Spotify, Apple, all those good places. Uh, gentlemen, am I missing anything? Yeah, you're you really good at doing all that. Yep. I still feel bad that I suck at doing all that. So people <laughs> just know I do love and care about you. I just don't know how to articulate it into words. Totally fine, man. So Charlie does it for me. That's the only reason why. (laughs) You know, once I composed myself and I wasn't crying anymore, I was able to really turn it on and do good. So guys, thanks for letting me pick this movie and watching this movie and sharing the love of Masters of the Universe. And everyone else, stay tuned. We have my horror pick coming up, which if you follow us on social medias, you've seen it. So we are doing Demon Knight which is going to be an absolute blast. Nate has to bury the hatchet with a certain actor because he's already started a blood feud. He's already started a new blood feud for 2023. You're not allowed to have two. Nope. I only do one at a time. So Billy Zane, your time has come to an end. It's a complete. We have have reconciled with one another. We are at peace. I was able to make Courtney, peace. I'm coming for you, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
You heard it here first, folks. So, all right. So, check us out next week when we cover Demon Knight. So, all right, Charlie. It's birthday. What are the good words? I think there's only one set of words, and I think we all know what it is, and we're all going to say it together. I have the power! Today's story, Skeletor was looking for a shortcut, a quick way to riches and power. You may know some people like that, always looking for the quick way to get ahead of everybody else. Well, it doesn't work that way. The people who succeed are the ones who work for what they want. So don't be fooled by those who say they have a sure thing. There's always a catch to it. Don't sell yourself short. The right way is the best way. Until later... Being the most powerful man in the universe isn't all that makes He-Man such a great hero. Being strong is fine, but there's something even better. In today's story, He-Man used something even more powerful than his muscles to beat Skeletor. You know what it was? If you said his brain, you were right. And just like a muscle, your brain is something you can develop to give yourself great power. I couldn't not end on the PSAs. Ha, ha, ha.